Lights, camera, action. <laughs> Welcome back, Jesus. fellow movie enthusiasts, to another episode of Cinemates. We're here to kick off your week with the latest updates from the cinematic universe. <laughs> On today's episode, get ready. Is the world in the cinematic universe For a now? dose of box office excitement as Jake will take us through the box office numbers as he always does every monday we're sorry we missed you on a friday it is uh <laughs> the final week of our well it's our busiest week of the year yeah so uh we had to postpone an episode we're definitely going to try to get two out this week I, we're going to get two out this week yeah well, we're back to we've, we've got some people lined up for friday so we'll get you a uh well we'll tease it a bit maybe on x later in the week Anyway, but stop uh, calling it X. It's X. Call bro. it Twitter. It's X. No one calls it X. It's literally called X. You're just giving in to Elon Musk if you call it X. But that's not all. We'll also be sharing our personal cinematic journeys as we do every episode of what we watched over the past few days. And since we missed Friday, there'll probably be a little bit more. Uh, so whether we uh, revisited some, maybe sure some timeless that? classics, yeah, no, we're pretty damn busy. <laughs> Uh, anyway, grab your favorite movie snack, settle in, prepare for a podcast filled with box office analysis, movie musings, and a dash of the Cinemate's signature charm. Jake, how you doing today on a Monday? Uh, I'm fine. <laughs> yeah, I'm just really burnt out. It's It's been a stressful couple days. Been yeah. A, it's been a lot. We've had a tough weekend. Yeah. I hadn't really gotten any time to do like anything I wanted to do yeah. in the past three days. And it was just a lot of, a lot. <laughs> so I'll that's be, fair. But be, you know what? We made movies. We both made some movies. Yeah. Over the weekend, we made some documentaries. We did. You did yours about a cricket player in Niagara Falls. Yeah, and we had to go and train to Niagara Falls. So it was. That was pretty cool. I did mine long. on a jockey from Saskatoon. But in Toronto. I did not have to train to Saskatoon. No, no. you did not. I did. Not. So you had that thing going for you at least. Yeah. Anyway. It's a busy, busy week. <laughs> um, we'll be very happy when this is all said and done with because- Three more days and then we're home free. We'll get yeah. you a good episode on Friday and then uh, I think we can just enjoy the next two weeks off. Uh, not from this podcast though. We'll always no. keep you guys updated here. But uh, from from our daily musings, I think we'll uh, we'll take a break for we gotta, a bit. We got to be there for Blue Beetle. <laughs> gotta, you know what? I'm there, kind of one. on board for the Blue Beetle train lately. It kind of looks cool. I gotta say, I just hate looks superhero like a basic stuff. Basic superhero movie. Yes, okay, but I hate superhero stuff. But this movie looks like all the superhero people hate it, so it kind of gets me going a bit. I don't think it looks that bad. It looks fine. It looks like a movie. It looks like Shazam almost, like the same quality. It's what and DC like is? DC just doesn't. Why doesn't DC put as much money into their stuff, or do they? And they just flop like the Flash. They do, and they just flop. The but Flash this, is one of the most expensive like this, movies ever. Really, and it looks uh, like an absolute heaping pile of crap. It's Warner Brothers, right? Yeah. Nasty, nasty. And this is supposed to be their start of their rebooted franchise, technically. I thought the flash was the end. Do we know? Do we care? <laughs> Does anyone actually care? No, no, no one cares about not DC. Not me at all. Not I wish I could. We, we had this conversation in class that DC has such an extensive list of villains and yeah, I'm, heroes, uh, and they just don't do anything with them. Did you read comic books as a kid? Yeah. A little bit? Yeah. Or like, were you invested? DC was always cool. I was a Justice League guy. Justice League was cool. Yeah, I used to read a lot of comic books. I loved um, Green Lantern when all the lanterns like sort of came together, um, and the Black Lanterns were like turning people into zombies and stuff. I loved that. I really wish they could make like a movie version of that. They did. It was called Ryan Reynolds' Green Lantern, and it well, was awful. Not, not the, not 
that's just Green Lantern. I'm talking about this specific comic. What's like a comic that you wish you could see put into the movies? I want Secret Invasion done right. Secret Invasion is such a yeah. cool. Did you finish it, or is it still no, going on? I don't. Or? I don't want to. <laughs> it's boring. It's so boring. For one of the best casts I've seen in a TV show with Olivia Colman, Samuel L. Jackson, Amelia Clark, at Don Cheadle. It's just boring, <laughs> and that, there's no reason for it. And Secret Invasion is such a huge plot point in the comics, and they just butchered it completely. I saw the photo of Amelia Clark with a with a Drax arm, and I was just like, "This is what I have to look forward to in episode Yikes. six. Why? Why would I want to watch that?" And so it's not spoiler good. alerts. I'm gonna get into a spoiler because I, I don't think anyone cares. I don't think Marvel fans actually even care about Secret Invasion. I think it's considered one of like the weakest projects they've done. Uh, apparently Don Cheadle was a scroll since he got into a coma in Civil War. So he went through Infinity War what? and Endgame, but that wasn't him. It was a scroll. Is that a That's real an thing? actual thing, I, which makes zero sense when you look at everything. And it feels like they didn't actually plan that out, and they just yeah, went for a shock. Like let's uh, let's change it up a bit without thinking things through. So yeah, I would like to see Secret Invasion done proper. We're never going to, but. Yeah. And the Justice League. Like, I want an actual Justice League. They teased it in Zack Snyder's Justice League, the cut, when they brought the Martian in it. He was in it for a couple things. And he was always my favorite Justice League. Marvin. I love Marvin. <laughs> He's cool. Uh, no, his name's not Marvin. No, Martian Manhunter. Martian, Martian Manhunter. Yeah, I, lo- I loved him. I thought he was really cool. And I loved watching the the old animated stuff with them. And yeah. It was a lot of fun. And they're just, they're not good in live action. So I want DC to actually, I'm, ho- I'm hopeful that James Gunn is going to do something with them. But I'm also worried that they're just all going to be happy and like because this was all so brooding that he's going to do the complete opposite and just do Guardians of the Galaxy for every single one of them and I don't want that Damn. what about you what would you want to see done right Flashpoint's another one too I would actually like to see a good Flashpoint I mean 52 just the new 52 comics are they were always great they picked off after the Infinity Crisis weekly it's like what happened over the past week so it's just great DC writing itself again the, the Green Hornet or the Green Hornet I do not want to see <laughs> we another see Green, green Hornet. Hornet. No, we're good. Uh, green Lantern when all the lanterns came together. I love that. I used to go to the comic book shop just so I could get the uh, all the lantern rings and collect them all. I think I still have them somewhere probably at home or at my parents' house. Uh, but my favorite comic book of all time is Planet Hulk, which yeah. is when Hulk leaves Earth before, right before Civil War. We're getting that. Uh, I know we got an actual Civil War, and the movie was great, but I would have loved to see what actually happened in Civil War, the comic book, because that, that comic book is freaking amazing. Oh, I'm excited for Planet Hulk. I think Planet Hulk will be good. Is it actually coming? Yeah, he's in space right now. He's going. I just, he's on his way. I don't know. I like Mark Ruffalo. I, I think I it'll be a good, like, great. bringing Mark Ruffalo back to being, like, a scare, like a more intense Hulk, and I would like that. Yeah. And I mean, he's all Hulk in that, so You get to see crazy. Red Hulk, too, with... I was just thinking. Old Harrison Ford. I was thinking more about how Planet Hulk's like Coliseum style, and you, you sort of fight people over and over again. After we were talking about Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, because I loved it in the animated series where they did sort of the same thing against the dinosaurs. So sick. Yeah. Just a cool idea. Yeah. I just bring DC, back the Coliseum. DC just needs to do something. Like I, the the thinking of how many characters and villains and iconic villains there are. And actually thinking how many of them have been good in the past decade is de- genuinely upsetting. Because outside of Christopher Nolan's movies and the Suicide Squad, like there's there's not been very many good DC movies. Also, even villains included. Like the Joker's a good villain, especially in The Dark Knight. Yeah. Were you crazy about the Joker movie? I liked it. Yeah, it was fine. I just 
felt that, different. The movie doesn't need to be told. Uh, hey, but but my issue is like, how many superheroes are we gonna have in DC that aren't Batman that are good movies? Like, right? Batman's the only one you can rely on to actually be a good movie most of the time. Yeah, and because uh, you, you know the only right, one though, they the actually Riddler care about. Good. Yeah, like Superman. Superman should be cool. I mean, sure. I mean, what is what are his villains? Solomon Grundy, <laughs> Lex Luger, like literally the most Lex iconic Luger, one. Luther, <laughs> Lex Luger, the wrestler, nah. Doomsday. No, but they did Doomsday. Luther right? is like considered one of the most iconic villains, and he hasn't really been done justice in live action recently. Yeah, like Jesse Eisenberg. Cool, not really. <laughs> The hair, I just, bro. It's sad. I just, I would like DC to. I, that's why I'm hopeful for James Gunn. I just don't want yeah. super happy, funny laughter. I like brooding. I like dark and brooding stuff, like Watchmen. And I do like Zack Snyder's Justice League. And I like the Batman. Go that direction. Batman was great. They're not going to go that direction. I love the Batman. I thought that movie was amazing. Yeah. I know that's the whole issue with Zack Snyder's stuff, was, was it was too brooding, but. What they did with the Watchmen series was great. Yeah, that's that not series Zack Snyder, was incredible. Though. No, no, but DC. Oh, I guess he's taking it over, right? It was also or he took it over. Yeah, that was Damian Lindelof, so it's expected to be good. Yeah, but I mean, they should just go in that direction. They should. They were supposed to do more than one season should. of Watchmen. They're like, no, yeah, no more. Why <laughs> did they, they did that so well? Did you like the movie, The Watchmen? I haven't seen it. Oh, it's okay. I have it. I have watched the, the show. It's better, but I have the movie. I heard it's good. It's okay. There's some issues. Zach's- Rorschach's great. Zack Snyder's a good director, regardless of how many mediocre movies he's made, and that's mainly down to scripting. He's a very good director. People just should script his movies for him. Yeah, I, I might think. be on board for that. Like even like a four hour cut of Justice League should not have been as good as it was, and it was actually very entertaining. I it was four it. hours. Yeah, because it was originally going to be well, like they announced it as a miniseries, okay. and you can tell in the movie when they were like supposed to actually play it like a, as a miniseries style. But I watched it all in one sitting, me and my dad, and we were both like really surprised by how like coherent it was and Your clear. Your dad that, can sit through four hours of a movie? I think that's the last movie he sat through that like <laughs> he doesn't feel depressed by the end of it. We did The Irishman and that, I believe. Like, the Irishman do? Pretty close to each other. And oh, God. That was one hell of a, <laughs> a oh. double watch. Anyways. <laughs> Want to go to the box office? Yo, let me know what happened this weekend. Well, did, oh, we what did. came out this weekend, first of all? Do you want to go into what came out this weekend since we didn't cover it? Yeah. For let me know. Let me know what came out this weekend, and then I'll try to do your top ten guessing here. Okay. Let's let's go into movies first because we didn't cover that. I won't cover TV. We can just cover that when we go into like our whole segment. Uh, But for as things that came out for this weekend, if I can get everything proper, I know one. uh, It is Tupi and Bino movie. (laughs) It finally came out. It did finally come out. It came out on Friday. So I know you're very excited for that. Bro, I've been saying we got to go see the Tupi and Binu movie. I don't think I'm going to be joining you How long that. is it? If you're it's an hour, we're going. There's no, there's no doubt. If we go see a movie over our two-week break here, we're seeing Tupi and Binu before we go see that movie. It's an hour and 20 minutes. Yeah, we're going to go see the Tupi and Binu movie. You going to buy my ticket? Uh, Sure. I think you owe me a ticket right now. No, we're even. No, because you bought it on Tuesdays. Which was half price. Oh my God. <laughs> You're going to pull that on me? Jesus. God forbid I use my discounts on us too for being a Cineplex member. It's Tuesday. And I had extra with that. It's Tuesday and you had a discount and you're saying that a full price movie is the same amount? <laughs> Shut it. Uh, 
the last voyage of Dem- Demeter, the Demeter, the the Dracula, yeah. Dracula film, got decent reviews. Well, nothing okay. special. Okay, I heard that it's uh. Whoa, 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 no hints. If you're talking, never about mind. Okay, Jules. No hints, no hints. I don't know what this movie is, but it came out in limited. It's about a story Jules? of a man living a simple life, and then a UFO crashes into his backyard. Whoa, I saw that movie. It's nope. I think that's lots of alien movies. Nope. Yeah, you saw the alien in Nope. You saw the ship in you Nope. You do see the alien in Nope. No, you don't. You see the, the ship is the alien. Yeah. 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 So I'm right. Yeah. Okay. I guess. The ship's the alien. Heart of Stone, Gal Gadot's new film on Netflix. People love Gal Gadot. She's, they do. People don't love this movie, though. Oof. Getting really, really bad reviews. Gran Turismo getting a limited release that comes into full theatrical. It was supposed to release this week, but yeah. they said no. We got to make sure word of mouth happens because they're not allowed to technically market their movie. I don't know if anybody's really going around to their boys and be like, we got to see the Gran Turismo movie, man. I think some teenagers are going to want to go watch it. Who's interested in, first of all, it's a niche to be interested in driving games. I think everybody sort of likes Is driving it? games. Driving games are like one of the most wait, 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 popular wait, wait, wait. things. No. On Xbox, Forza and Forza's one okay. of the most. People say that they like those, but I never actually see anybody playing those. People play them because they come free with their Xbox and they're like, oh yeah, that was kind of fun. Forza but nobody's good. nobody's like invested unless you actually have the steering wheel at home, and there's very few people who have that. And then first of all, to want to see a movie about somebody playing a video game and then playing it in real life, when I first that's lame. When I first saw the trailer, I actually thought it looked decent, and then I watched the trailer over and over and <laughs> it's, over. It's and in over every movie right now. Over again, you can hate me now. You puked on my lawn. I, I don't want to – like, it triggers me. Welcome to Team this. Nissan. <sighs> like, because it looked decent. And then the fact that they played it – It did not look decent. shoving it. Yeah, I thought it looked okay. I think the, the racing scenes looked pretty fun. And I, know I don't couple, think they did, bro. It was just in, like, one course. I know a couple people who've seen the movie, and they say that the movie is just whatever, but they say the racing scenes are actually really cool. Okay. So are we going to go check that out? Uh, probably. There's not much else coming out this that's month. That's true. That's fair. Okay. So Two Bambino, then Gran Turismo in <laughs> one what day? A, what a double feature. You can hate me now. But uh, red, white, and ro- <laughs> sorry, I was gonna keep going. Red, white, and royal blue. This is based off a book that came out on Amazon this weekend. It's people really like it. People like the book. People like the movie. It's like a rom com. So and I might check that one out. You know, I'd- red, white, and blue. Red, white, and royal blue. And royal blue. Why is red, it royal blue? Ro- <laughs> royalty. You know. I thought the royal color was purple. No, uh, it's blue. No, for like royalty, it's purple. No, I isn't. believe the color, there's a color probably called royal blue, but like the color for royalty is purple. Oh, it is. <laughs> I guess you know your royalty more than me. Hey, man, you got to hate the monarchy to know the monarchy. Fair enough. Let's get into movies, shall we? Let's do it. Let's get into the box office. So we'll do what we did last week. Oh, I'm going to make you guess everything. I gave you a little bit of a rundown of what the new releases were, so you should be fully prepared. I'll give you number 13 to 11, just so you do not get things yes, wrong. Yes, let me know. Uh, I'll give you 14, too. Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse, finishing out. It is in less than 300 feeders. It is yeah. done. You know what? Congrats. $300,000. A round of applause for Spider-Verse. That was an amazing movie, and it lasted a very long time. Six eighty-four million total at the box office, rounding out its run. Insidious: The Red Door also looking like it is finishing oh, out no. its run with. Fo- I know, what a shame. Such a big with four hundred thousand this weekend, bringing its total worldwide to one eighty-five, 
And bringing in at number 12 is Elemental, which is also running out its theatrical run with $700,000 this weekend. 443 is its total. Millions worldwide. Very good for that movie. Number 11 is that Jules movie. 780 theaters this weekend. Only domestic, bringing $834,000 so far. Number 10, Mr. Jones. Mr. Jones, there you go. Indiana Jones. I spoiled it for you. <laughs> All right. Um, uh, Indiana Jones. I'm going to guess Indiana Jones. And the Dial of Destiny 10. also looking like it's rounding out its final runs here with a just under $900,000 this weekend, which brings its total gross to $370 million worldwide. Still not making much money back. But you know what? They announced its digital release date is in two weeks today. So okay. I'm sure people are going to go check it out once it heads out. Yeah, we will. On digital. We'll, and we'll check it out. Yeah, I just got to watch the other two first. I watched. What do you mean? I'm. Re- I was rewatching them oh, with okay, okay. my girlfriend. I want to. I want to finish them before. You don't. You don't. You haven't seen a lot of really good classic movies, but Indiana Jones. Oh yeah, I've seen. Yeah. I've I think seen. you've even mentioned it that you were watching it earlier, actually, on this pod. So. Yeah, I haven't had time oh, because you know, busy. But I want to watch the Last Crusade at least before. Yeah. We'll see what happens with the fourth one. But that is at number ten. What do you think is at number nine? Uh, I'm gonna go Elemental on this one. I already told you Elemental, so that looks. Did you? Yeah, I did. I oh, said they were at number twelve. You my just bad. did not my listen bad. at I all. Thought, to that I point. did not hear that. <laughs> okay, that changes my. Yeah, Elemental's <laughs> done. It's at. It was at number twelve, so it's done. Uh, okay. I was at number twelve. Yeah, it's the first time it's been oh, outside I was the top really ten. Really holding on for that. In nine weeks, first time it's outside. Oh no. Okay. Um, Spider Verse is taken two. Number 10, uh, Mission Impossible. Mission Impossible, Let's Dead go. Reckoning Part 1 at number 9 with... Let's go. A decent drop, less than 30%, the 29%, for 4,666,000 total, which brings its worldwide to 522 worldwide. So it's, it's, it's chugging. It's chugging along. Yeah, it's chugging. It's still there. It's still in a decent amount of theaters. I know it dropped a lot for Barbie and Oppenheimer, but it's still in around 2,000 theaters. Has it made its money back? No. Oof. It's it's getting close. That's good. It's getting close because I believe it was in 270, something like that for its budget, something yeah. crazy like that. So, no, it's not, but it's, it, it, it's getting yeah. there. It's it should have known, you know, Barbie and Oppenheimer was coming out a week later. I'm not getting into this again. <laughs> Number eight. Number eight. Okay, here's where things get a little tricky for me. Mm. I'm going to go Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Sound of Freedom at number eight. I got to be honest, man. I thought that was going to be still higher. It's slowly going out. It's slowly losing money. It's slowly losing theaters. Uh, Still 36% drop. Not bad. $4 million this weekend, which brings its total to 172 just domestically because that thing is still not worldwide and it won't be worldwide, but lots of money there. Number seven. Okay, number seven. I'm going to go a little odd here, but I think it might be the right call. Oppenheimer? Ooh, no. I was expecting a fall. I'll I'll give you one more chance for that. Oof, okay, not even close. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles here? No, Talk To Me is at number seven. I thought Talk To Me was going to be higher. Not it only made like seven million dollars last weekend, but not like this. It dropped nineteen percent this weekend for five million dollars. One of the best drops of the year so far, 
and its total worldwide is $36 million. It's on its way to becoming one of the most profitable Damn, that is A24 surprising me films. in a completely different direction than I thought it was. Yeah, it's... It, like, I thought it was going to be, like, pretty damn successful, because I hear a lot of people it, talking about it, it now and going to go see it right its now. Its budget was... Cra- that, that's what I mean. 19% yeah, drop is nuts. absurd. I, yeah, that is absolutely nuts. Yeah, it's doing amazing, which makes sense why they greenlit a sequel immediately. Yeah. Uh, it's yeah, it's on chan- change, Damn. change on pace to be one of A twenty four's most successful films ever. Really, in terms of being profitable, yes. Damn. Yeah. So good for them, Aussie YouTubers. That is that number seven. <laughs> you like my accent? There it was very, very good. Aussie YouTubers. Number six. Okay. <sighs> You're not batting well this week. You I did am. better I'm doing l- last week. Well, I'm pretty sure if Oppenheimer hasn't fallen that far, then it's probably still pretty far up there. I'm pretty sure it's going to go Barbie, Meg 2 again, Oppenheimer. Then there, it gets a little iffy in the middle here. So then I think I'm going to go here, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Is Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles doing really damn well? To, like, what? You're forgetting about a new release, I think. That's like... What came out? Oh, the, you already told me. The Last Voyagers of Demeter is... I, I, I kind of thought that would flop because nobody really cares about that. Number six, Haunted Mansion... Mm- Oh, yeah, you forgot about the haunted mansion. Haunted mansion. His last okay. His last voyage of the Demeter even on the top ten. Of course. Are you serious? Yeah, it was a wide release. I did not think anybody was going to go see that movie. Yeah, it was a wide release. Haunted I like, mansion. I, ha- I have not even seen a trailer for that movie. You underestimate people wanting to go see horror movies in the summer. I- <laughs> <laughs> haunted mansion got five point six of that, million dollars this weekend. Bringing its worldwide total to seventy-five million dollars. So yeah, I thought I thought that would die down by now. To be honest, it is in its third week. It's already losing theaters. <laughs> I guess there's really not even that many movies. Though. Okay, but next in its third week, though, it's under yeah, three three thousand theaters already. <laughs> Crazy. Dude, there's not that much in theaters. No, not number five. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. The Voyage. Oh, my Voyage God. The you, you were riding with Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. and you I were just did not think it would be that popular. Crashing and burning. Well, also think about the money as a rainy to you. This only made $6.5 million this weekend. So Oh, wow. You're not thinking about the, the margins that, Wait, that, that was its first weekend too? Yes. <laughs> that was tough. Yeah, so $6.5 million. It did not open international. You said it was fine though? Like the reviews said it was okay? Yeah, but- it's a slower week for the box office, so Damn. it's still in the top five, but that doesn't mean that, like, the other ones were all around, hovering around, like, seven, eight, six million dollars, so that doesn't mean that, like... I think my sister thought it was going to be a vampire summer. <laughs> Guess not. I think she was wrong. The budget is $45 million, so not off to a great start. I'm not... $45 million the budget. Jeez. Not sure it's... It could slowly... I just don't think this is going to have much of a shelf life. And I don't think we're gonna go see it. I don't really. This doesn't feel like a theater movie for me. I feel like I'll probably wait to see a it. A horror movie based on it's it's in it's on the boat, right? Yes. Like they don't leave the boat. That's kind of freaky. I think. I don't know. It's like Alien. Yeah. Except on a boat. That's kind of cool. Meh. It's all right. I, I'll go see it. I, I'm kind of interested. Sounds I like vampire fun. stuff. You go have fun with that in your two P and B new. Yeah, two P and B new. Double back feature. Back to backs. Number four. Don't. Don't do it again. Oppenheimer? You you I don't think you've got you've got one right this weekend. The Meg two with The Meg fell? I thought it was still a, gonna be number two. With a fifty seven percent drop. What? Of twelve point seven. Bro, what is going on? I was I was so money last week, I thought. 
but they don't have to worry because it is still racking up the money. Yeah. It, it is currently Sheesh. ellipsed $200 million international. <laughs> so everyone else except for the domestic because it only has $54 million here. So the, the totals for international is 78% of the box office. Damn. So it is currently at $256 million. So the Meg 2 is doing fine. All right. It's not a hit here, but it is certainly a hit everywhere else. So look, you only have three movies left now. I know what the you three are. Speak in the mic. No, I know what the three are. So we got Teenage Mutant Ninja, Oppenheimer, and Barbie. I think it's gonna go Oppenheimer three. Teenage Mutant. Ninja are you Turtles. come on? Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Mutant Mayhem. At number three. Oppenheimer went up. Oppenheimer was at. Well, you got to think of the. These are the two biggest movies of the summer. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Uh, yeah, I think the Meg was. Go- the Meg was on. It was knocking. Fish out of the water. Sharks out of the water, man. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles was at number four last week. It did Come go up on. a spot. So the Meg dropped I mean, hell yeah. Go TMNT. I thought you would drop drastically. My oh. bad, Mr. Turtles. In just its second week, a 43% drop. So not not terrible. Uh, made $15, <laughs> $15 million this weekend. Uh, worldwide total is 94. So uh, <laughs> it's okay. I kind of want to go see this movie, to be honest. Which one? The Meg. No, you don't. <laughs> what What is this week you're like lining up for yourself to go watch? The Meg, Tupin Binu, and The Last Voyage of Demeter? What's wrong with that, bro? Seems bro, like a, you, you're telling me to watch like crap. <laughs> I'm telling you to watch way better. but You've watched way better than whatever is out in the box office right now. You don't even know me, bro. Uh, so $93 million for Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles is okay. It's all right. Should I, I expected to hold on and just continue to rake in that elemental money since elemental will be out of the box office and that's the animated movie for everyone to go out and go watch so we got what number two now the the come on let's get number two oppenheimer oppenheimer let's go at See? number two there, there we go. go finally 35 percent drop very good hold once again it's adding theaters still really <laughs> added 149 theaters this week Back Damn. up into number two with $18 million this week, officially bringing its total to $649 million worldwide. Wow. It has entered into the top 10 for R-rated films, and it is currently eyeing to end anywhere between 800 and $900 million, which is <laughs> insane. <laughs> That's nuts. Christopher Nolan owns this world, which means at number one, Teenage Mutant <laughs> Barbie. Barbie with a very good hold. Once again, 36% in its fourth week. $33 million total this week, bringing its worldwide total to $1.183 billion. It is in the top 25 yeah. highest grossing films of all time. Wow. Continuing to go. What a win for Warner Brothers. Congrats, Barbie. And that is that weekend domestically, so let's go over the top 10 worldwide. Elemental at number 10 with $443 million. Number 9, Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumadium, 476. Number yeah. 8, Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part 1 at 522. Number 7, Little Mermaid, 566. Oppenheimer, 649. It's crazy. I don't think I'll Good get, for you, Oppenheimer. I don't think I'll get used to seeing that number. That's sick. Number 5, Across the Spider-Verse. At 684, so that means Oppenheimer will be crossing the Spider-Verse. 
right. I'm calling the police on that one. Number four. Uh, Honestly, I wouldn't be shocked if Oppenheimer even passes number four this weekend. Fast X with 704. It'll be close, but I I think it'll approach that number. At number four, number three, Guardians, volume three at three with 845. And then number two is Barbie at 1.183 with the Super Mario Brothers movie at 1.356. So it's getting... Can it pass Super Mario Brothers? I don't know, man. It's getting close. I think with nothing coming out, really. That's a chance. With the... the predictions and of Blue Beetle not grossing very well this weekend, this might still very well be the number one film at the box office this weekend, next weekend. And it could, realistically, it could. There's not much coming I'm out. I'm all for it. Because the festival season's coming around, and normally they don't really stack much stuff out until October. Yeah, that's when you really should drop your spooky movies. <laughs> That wraps up the box office for the weekend. Hell yeah. I want to quickly mention before we throw into what we watched this week. Um, Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse came out on digital. We have to mention Spider-Man in every podcast. We do. We? We're going to be known as the Spider-Man podcast. Came out on digital, and people started orig- started noticing immediately that there was big differences between the digital release and the theatrical release. How do you mean? There was a thread on Twitter that encapsulated on, on, on what? On Twitter, you heard me. What's that? That showcased all the changes that Across the Spider-Verse made on its digital release. So there is minor changes, but they're not insignificant. There's more dialogue added in certain scenes. There's dialogues taken out. There's text boxes that are removed. There's different animation styles on the digital. And we know that there was a, not a trouble. Well, they were making their animators work over time. So, yeah, it is pretty troubled. But we were hearing that this film wasn't really fully even completed until, like, less than a week out. And... Now they're changing stuff about the film. (laughs) And I'm really... Oh, yeah. I'm confused more than anything that they would do this and makes me think that the film wasn't really completed to the level that they wanted to when it came out in the theater in the first place. There's text boxes. I don't know. I just thought it was interesting that they would do that and not call it like a director's cut or something along the lines like that, that they're just fully going, nope, this is the new movie. <laughs> we're cutting lines, we're adding lines, we're changing the score around, we're doing this, we're doing that. It's weird to me that that's a, something that can happen. Interesting. What do you think about that? Uh, is it on purpose? Or is, yeah. it, is it like they're the and multiverse? It movies, has to be on purpose. If it's the TV if it's like a movies. multiverse type thing, and the the Blu-ray and 4K comes out, and that's a different cut, I don't think I I don't like that. So, do you think they're fixing the I, stuff? I do. Or yeah. do you think that they're like, let's add Easter eggs? I think Phil Lord wanted the film. I don't think the film was done. That's what I'm saying because we know about These aren't like drastic changes though no but they're small like minor changes that are noticeable if you've seen the first movie that you're probably like what like the first cut of it you're like that is a bit different like some lines are literally straight up removed miles at the end of the film looks different like they they, they made his hair longer and certain like it's 
it's it's weird. It's like, and it has me thinking that the animators were pushed this far to try to put out the film, and like they, they're still working overtime when it's after yeah, the film's already out more. to change it. But they're making it the official version of it. That's it's strange weird. to me. So, how big of a like is one canon and the other isn't? I don't know. So, like, what are the changes? Is it just text and sound and? No, like there's literally dialogue that's being taken out. Or like they, I remember when uh, Miguel pressed Miles up against a thing, and then he's just said like I'm done. Like he said some line before he like left. That line's just not. It's just completely removed now. He just doesn't even say what? it. I don't know. Like it's weird. I don't. I don't understand it. That's why I'm saying. Why are they doing that without a like calling it like a director's cut or like an alternate? Like at least if you're going to be doing many Easter eggs and saying like the digital is going to be different than the theatrical and the theatrical is going to be different than the disc. Why don't we have a version of everything? <laughs> like, why don't you call it that? Like, if the disc version is going to be different, I want the theatrical version on there too. Like, because yeah. that feels like you're just manipulating with time and you're, yeah. you're throwing away like past versions of it. I'm fine if they would call it something different. Like, that's, I would like clarity, is what like I'm saying. Digital version of, yeah, call this well, like a digital, like a different world version of the digital. That's odd. And not just like this is the this is the film because that's the only version that's available right now and it's, it's different from the theatrical. They're minor. Since I get you, it. Since you saw it in theaters, though, do you think when you watch it on digital that you'll be like, I saw the theater version. It's way better. No, I don't. You be a purist about your cross no, the spider. No, but I'm being like, I I get it that it's nitpicky, but I, there's part of the thing that you're supposed to be like preserving art, right? And like the the original version is the vi- version that everyone saw and everyone yeah. liked. So when you're tinkering with it, but you're not necessarily letting your audience know, like, this is an alternate version, you can still have the theatrical eventually. Like, there's no clarity on it. I think that's a dangerous line to toe. Yeah. Seems like a lot of more a lot more pointless work for your animators. Well, and that goes into a lot of the talk with what happened behind the scenes with this film and how they rushed them. And yeah. the film clearly, like, that's what sprays up to me. If this is the official version, they weren't ready to put the film out in theaters. If they were not, if Phil Lord did not have his vision that he wanted and... They, He's changed. He's making them change everything. They why didn't you? They just delay it by like a couple more weeks to let, give the well or or months well, to give the animators more time to actually finish everything with reasonable expectations. Because Barbie Oppenheimer, and everybody knew that was you happening. can't. <laughs> you're trying to trigger me. I know you're trying to trigger. I'm me. not, bro. I swear I'm not. I don't know. It's weird. I just wanted to bring <laughs> that up. I just wanted to mention that uh, yeah, yeah maybe we'll see we'll that is odd that is like really really strange the disc comes out in a couple weeks so does that happen in other movies no maybe minor th- like really minor things like one or two but for it to be like a list like a laundry list i think it was up to 30 changes Jeez. that's strange and it's noticeable and no one would notice these things if it wasn't right yeah because I don't know who remembers from what they saw in the theater. Right. And they're like, so, oh, wait a second. We'll, we'll track a great this. Scene here. We'll track it. We'll Especially see what for happens. for a movie that people are obsessed with that they go see multiple times yeah. that you would figure. And oh, the film is already considered a masterpiece. So why are you tinkering yeah. with it? You know? I don't think it's ever going to like ruin the overall film itself. Like The core is still very strong, and it's not really drastically like eliminating scenes, eliminating characters. It's just changing, changing dialogue and stuff is weird. So we'll we'll track it. We'll see what happens with the disc version. I'm sure Twitter will have a field day seeing if everything's changed on there. So we'll see and we'll update that as it goes on. But I just wanted to mention that because I thought that was a little strange. And I think I will wait till the 4K comes out to rewatch the film to see if there is any big changes. Yeah. 
because then we know what they're doing. If they changed it one more time, then they're doing this different versions, but I don't really like that if I don't have access to the theatrical version, you know? Yeah. Anyways, what'd you watch this week? Uh, I watched your recommendation, American Animals. Mm-hmm. It's really, really good. Yeah, it is. It like somehow created this suspense throughout the whole thing that just like grips you the whole time. And it was like really like masterfully done. I wish it had a bigger budget or something or people gave it a little bit more money because it was a, it was an interesting story. It's not even like the most gripping story. It's just the way that they made it. It's really, really interesting. Yeah, it's in like a small little town, Lexington, yeah. Kentucky. It's funny. We actually have that book too that they're trying to steal. Did you steal it? Well, not the original book, <laughs> but uh, yeah, we do have like a copy of that book. Uh, so it's, it was it was just really really good. Um, it's just really suspenseful mm-hmm. and like thrilling the entire time. What did you think about the choices to make it like a docu reality? Cool. It was really cool. Did it throw you off a little bit at the first at the start? Uh, I would have been if you hadn't told me that that's what it was. But uh, no, it's like it has you the whole time. Like it's a movie from the beginning of the movie to the end of the movie that it has you. Like you're interested and you're like, oh, where's this going to go? And when they do the actual heist, it's so suspenseful. Mm -hmm. It was really gripping. Evan Peters carries that thing during the whole heist. He's so good. He's great. He's great. Such a good actor. He is. He's got to get off the uh, serial killer stuff. Yeah, he's so much better than that. Yeah. I understand you got your start in American Horror Story, and you just don't need to do it anymore. You did Dahmer. You got your Emmy nominations. Is he back doing it? I thought he stopped. I think he's done, but like, you know what I mean? Like, Get out of that genre. Go explore yeah. other things like American Animals or not superhero, Quicksilver stuff. He's just he's bad. He's really good. Yeah. I want to see him in more things. It's weird, though. Like, I don't see him as, like, a romantic lead in anything. No, you know who I like see him it. as? Taron Edgerton. The two of them are very similar actors in my... I don't know. I don't, is he that talented, though, in other aspects? We could find out. Did we know, all know Taron Edgerton was a good singer before Rocketman? No. That's true. That's true. Yeah, you don't know. Well, it. sing, too. Ev- Evan Peters. Stop talking about <laughs> sing. You bring that... that, that, that show, You've like, never t- seen it, bro. you got to see it. It's a great movie. I don't want to watch Illumination films. It's a great movie. It's a talent show about animals singing, bro. You said the same thing about Trolls when we were watching the Trolls trailer. Okay, yeah, but that's years. a joke. Trolls is not good. It's not a good movie. Sing is a good movie. You don't know. Evan Peters could have some pipes on him. I hope he does. Yeah. The Do Sleepover? Want- great movie. I don't think I've seen that one. Yeah, it's a child's, it's a children's movie. It's not not really uh, worth checking out. Isn't Taron Egerton in Sing? That's why. That's why I said sing. Uh, not not Evan Peters, Taron Edgerton. Yes, sing yeah. too, bro. He sings uh, Elton John. <laughs> no, he doesn't. Does he actually? Yeah. Why sure. was this before or after Rocket Man? Because that's insane. If they made him do it after Rocket Man, he's like, oh, okay, all right, I'll sing one more. Well, sing was twenty twenty one. Sing Rocket two. Man was 2019. Yeah, so they made him do it out. That's uh, Come on, guys. <laughs> There's so many other songs you could have had Rocket him to do. Man. I know he sounded a little bit like Elton John when he was singing, but you don't have to just typecast him as an Elton John-like singer. <laughs> Why, bro? You want to see him be the new Elton John? Should also we... could be like completely wrong, but I'm pretty sure that that happens. <laughs> I've seen Elton John concert. Okay, that's cool. It is cool. This is like his last show in Toronto. Oh, heck yeah. I never liked Elton John. He walked away into a yellow brick road. It was pretty cool. That's in Sing 2, that song. I'm not going to watch the movie. <laughs> You're not getting me to watch the movie. You should watch Sing. I'll watch, no, I'll watch the clip of him singing because I do think he's a very good Slow singer. down. 
You're doing fine. Is that Elton John? No. <laughs> at, at least not that I know of. <laughs> What's your favorite Elton John? Ooh, I was never a big Rocket Man guy. Rocket Man. Yeah, I was never a huge Rocket Man guy. I I really do like Saturday Nights. That's that's a catchy song. Saturday. And that might be just because AEW brought it back, and I just hear it every single week now. But that's uh, live from New York. It's Saturday night. My life has been so much better since Saturday Night Live isn't on anymore. Why you don't like Saturday Night Live? Saturday Night Live hasn't been good for like five, six years. Okay, so that's someone who's never watched Saturday Night Live in a very long time. I watched it that. all the time. What do you mean? It's not. Did funny. you watch the past season? I heard the past season is better. Yeah, it's fine. I've heard they replaced a lot of people. But the past like, five, six years is a ridiculous take. No, because the only two people that were keeping that show alive was the weekend updates with Colin Joss yeah, and Michael, Michael Che. Ch- Michael Che. They, they were the best parts, especially when they made each other read each other's jokes. That was the best part of the show. Everything else they, was uh, bad. Clearly also do not care about Saturday Night Live, and it's very funny. Yeah, it's great. It's great energy. The, the two of them. They got a decent cast right now. It's okay. Yeah. I mean, it's also, not great. I wouldn't say it's been bad for the past five, six years. Though that's a little you know, much. Here, they had, my, they've had some good. They've had some good t- segments. Here's my hot take: Saturday Night Live shouldn't exist anymore. Get rid of it. No, it's. I disagree with that. You're ruining the legacy of Saturday Night Live. There's no legacy of Saturday Night Live, guys. The, there's like, no you're legacy saying, of Saturday Night, saying, Night you're Live. You're saying exactly what people said in the early 2000s when they had Andy Samberg and Jason Sudeikis and all of those people. Uh, that's exactly what people said about that time. And even before then, that's what people said about the Will Ferrells and such. You're just wrong. Like, you're going to be one in, in 10 years, you're going to be like, oh, yeah, that was a great time for Saturday Night Live. Everybody used to say that all the time. It happens every single time. Who's on? That's how comedy recycles. Who's been on in the past, like, five years that has a career currently right now? Keenan Thompson. Barely. Weird Barbie, Kate McKinnon. Still on. Kate McKinnon has been, like, a decade. That's that's different. She's been around well, way longer. Why are you saying that about about her but not Keenan Thompson who's the longest running gas member in history because Kate McKinnon is in a lot of stuff so is Keenan Thompson not really not as much outside of, okay who's outside currently of, on Pete Davidson no Pete Davidson quit didn't he yeah that was his last uh last season yeah Pete Davidson's probably the most recognizable of the the newer well yeah crew. you have to recycle people or not recycle you have to get new people in yeah but they're not That's how it they're works. not they're not good they are they're good there's some there's some You'll. It's funny that I feel like the talent discrepancy is very apparent, though. Colin Jost. I. The only thing I think I've seen him outside of that was Tom and Jerry. <laughs> he was really bad in that movie. What about Scarlett Johansson's wedding? What? What? I, did I watch him in Scarlett Johansson's wedding? They're not married, are they? Oh, they are married. Yeah, bro. <laughs> I always forget that. That's who. Colin no, Jost is an with. odd pairing. It is. No, it's. It's getting better. And uh, do you watch the Miley Cyrus New Year's Eve stuff? There's been two. Uh, so it's all done with the, those, like a lot of the people from the cast as well. It's, I, it's actually really good. I'm normally hammered by that point. Okay. So you I sound I really remember. cool, dude. <laughs> <laughs> I sound cool? Yeah. I'm a cool guy. What, do you, what, what can you expect? No, no. Give it a try. It's actually not that bad. I probably won't. I ended up, I watched a bit. And Saturday? Most of the guests, Saturday. Most of the guests just don't care anymore. Uh, that's just not true. I, yeah, well, I feel no. like you haven't watched in a I, while. I have. I have watched it recently. That's the same thing with like all live, like more like live talk show shows now. And for that's the past, why I feel like it's it's it dying. It's a dying because, industry. Well, that's why I feel like it works though, because you actually have someone, a guest, who spends a whole week preparing for something, 
working towards something rather than you go on, you say your scripted segment. Talk shows are dying, but that's because podcasts are so popular now. Yeah. I don't think there's I don't I think they might not come back from the strike. Talk shows? Yeah. I I think that mm. might be one of the things that the the strike just kills because I don't think anyone's missing it right now. Yeah. I suppose talk shows. Because really what do talk shows do? Well, it used to be YouTube content. Yeah, yeah. But well, not it, so much it's anymore. It's like found new footings in different areas where now all of its money is made on YouTube, but like people don't even care about that anymore. No. It's very much a a 2000s like late 2000s early I guess like 2015, 2016 was like the peak of it though. When Jimmy Fallon came of in. Talk shows? Of like the YouTube era of talk shows. When Jimmy oh, Fallon yeah. came in. That's well, that was the peak of YouTube as well. Yeah, but YouTube is still YouTube. Yeah, Jimmy Fallon. I feel like the peak was uh, uh, Carpool Karaoke. Yes. When, and then as you soon knew as when that, it, it just peaked or uh, fell off. Once well, they gave when, it a show, it was yeah, like, Yeah, that's what I was about point? to say. You know when Apple gave it a show that yeah, it's, it just it's officially died. jumped the shark. I think it's a shame too because there's some talented people still doing late night. Like Seth Meyers is really talented. I'm a big fan of Seth Meyers, but it just oh, you know what show he was on? Saturday Night Live. Yes, I I'm aware. <laughs> I'm aware. I I did watch Seth Meyers do a when he was still figuring out like his kinks when I was in New York. He when he was just giving a show. I think I went to a rehearsal of the show, so he was going to film later. But they like put in a crew originally because that's when they run their jokes. So he was out on stage just like reading like a bunch of jokes for his monologue and everything like that. And that's how they gauge if it's funny or not, if people react. And Seth Myers was such a good sport about it because like, it was like when no one reacted, he was like, all right, well. And he was just like making jokes like that that were like really – he's a funny – he's a really funny guy. And I, he gets the celebrities to open up in a different way I think now than versus like so many other people. Because you see the clip of Andrew Garfield too that's on his show talking talks about, about his mom. Yeah. Yeah. I really like Seth Myers, And it's a shame that the industry is dying in a time that he's very – yeah. Good on it. He's okay. I think who's your favorite right now? Jimmy Kimmel? <laughs> Kimmel's really good. He's better than Seth Myers. He just has so many more connections. I feel like Conan was always sort of the best. Yeah, but Conan's now he's moved past to podcast yeah, now past as well. Um Bill Simmons' HBO show was actually pretty decent. But it just it was short lived, unfortunately. I think shows like John Oliver are gonna live past it though, because that's a very different type of show where it's more of an informative yeah, comedy. It just doesn't really sell itself to the masses. Or I don't like know. Those the daily show, like who's gonna host that now? I Did don't think it's gonna come back, no. It's probably come back. It's a staple of comedy comedy the comedy network. Mm, well, that there's also yeah, Comedy Central's also dying. Yeah. It has been dying for a while now. It, it'll be interesting to see the, the direction that that takes. But I think you're right. It is dead. As long as podcast, because pe- people just care more about podcasts. Yeah. And uh, I was actually brought up some good points. Um, some people were listening to our comedy podcast when we were talking earlier. Um, th- about how podcasts are also sort of a reason that people um, stopped going to comedy movies. So this is a, a, co- a viewer comment. Okay. I think that the big killer of cinematic comedy is podcasts. Why would you pay $15 plus popcorn and a drink to go to a theater to see a movie when you get free episodes of Smartless or Theo Vaughn or Come Town or whatever thousand, we can say that because it's the name of the title, <laughs> or whatever thousand other comedy podcasts there are every week. They can be tailored exactly to your taste and they're largely just riffing. I also partly think that this contributes to the rise of comedies with heart. 
people can be funny endlessly on a show, but you can't show character growth on a podcast because it's going to be the same like three white guys every week, or in our case, two. I think that the other reason for the rise of progressive comedies is that the last major comedy names you had before the rise of podcasts were Judd Apatow and Seth Rogen. Rogen was an Apatow uh, protege, and Apatow openly talked about being a James L. Brooks of broadcast news in terms of endearment fame. I think that the Apatow rose to replace the raunchy comedy when people started getting tired of that in the mid-late, late uh, late aughts, uh, like Wedding Crashers. This is 40, 40 40-year-old version stuff. But then by the time that Rogan and Apatow's movies started getting worse in early, mid-2010s, this is to replace, um, the when it all started getting bad, podcasts started getting popular, right? Uh, and then stuff came out like Trainwreck, Green Hornet, yada, yada, that type of bad Seth rogan movies. You didn't have a cinematic movement to replace it. You had podcasts as such, and I don't think that there's been a major influential figure for comedy directors to follow behind in their stead, so people have just kept going after the Apatow style because that was the last thing that ever hit. That's from uh, Tony, by the way. Thank you, Tony. Thanks for the write-in. Really appreciate that. <laughs> Shout out, Tony. That's interesting. I, I don't know if it's so black and white like that. that I kind of y- agree, though. He is right. There is no comedy movement since that happened. No. There hasn't been, and, and there, there people aren't. Be. People have been afraid to take those risks, and I think that's the issue with that. Is now that that there wasn't anything in between, though, there is no gap to fill anymore because people are just over it at this point. I don't think we're ever going to get those movies back. And I thought with no hard feelings that oh, it's you can actually make those raunchy movies again, but there's still that d- disparity. Same thing with Joyride. Joyride was basically very similar to that as well, and it bombed at the box office. That is interesting. I, I don't think I've thought of it like that. I don't think it's as black and white because podcasts are a different form, but yeah. it makes sense, the idea I, of- I like, agree the reason why like you find more comedies that have heart is because he's sort of right. Like You can go laugh at anything. I, I can open up TikTok, find 10 videos in a row, just instantly give me that hit of comedy. Yeah, comedy's just in but the there's very- no develop. there's no growth in anything that I'm watching, which is honestly the, a really big part of the reason that we like movies. Comedy is bite-sized nowadays, and that's what it has been since the YouTube era, I think. I think since YouTube, and that plays off with the talk shows and everything like that, because you watch those five-minute segments of celebrities being funny, and you know what they're getting because you know the celebrity type. Yeah. And that's what it is. Same thing with TikTok. You're scrolling, you're seeing the same things, the same type of humor over and over again. It's catering to your humor because that's what your feed looks like. Podcast, you watch your pod, you listen to your podcast that you is catered to your humor. Yeah. It makes perfect sense. I just wish it wasn't like that, you know? Yeah. It's cool. I didn't I never thought of it that way. That Yeah. Thanks, Tony. Oh, sorry I butchered reading that my computer <laughs> kept changing between different brightnesses. Um but you raised a lot of very good points. He also says um most uh acclaim that comedians get is when they leave comedy to star on like other things. Which is maybe a reason that you know, comedy stars don't really stick with comedy cuz it's kind of true. Yeah. Yeah, I just think it's a dying industry, unfortunately. We got we got our themes that we talk about on this podcast: comedy, Spider Man, <laughs> box office, and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Love me some turtles, man. Cowabunga! Thanks, Tony. Thanks for your brilliant insights for that. Yeah. A, it opened up my mind a bit because I really hadn't thought about it like that. I just thought, why why'd they stop making these these dumb movies? And well, especially for you, who's a huge comedy is a huge part of your personality that it would make sense that like 
it's an industry that you care about deeply and it's probably like w- weird to watch these transitions between comedy yeah it put into perspective that there is these eras of comedy movies rather yeah. than than um just oh movies have always sort of been like that but and, they haven't and they that's had- how movies progress in general it's just odd to put that on comedy where comedy is such like a universal everybody can laugh at something where you're not really hopping on trends mostly you're just trying to get someone to giggle yeah i like it Thanks, Tony. We went from American Animals to that. That's a crazy <laughs> transitional. Anyway, I watched 2002's Two Weeks Notice with uh, okay. Hugh Grant and Sandra Bullock. Terrible movie. All right. Uh, <laughs> Hugh Grant sucks. After that red carpet interview from the Oscars, my God, what a, a D bag. Yep. Um, really excited to see him as an Oompa Loompa, though, and uh, <laughs> in um, Dungeons and Dragons, which I haven't checked out yet, but I will watch over these next An two Oompa weeks. Loompa in Dungeons and Dragons? Yeah. In in Willy Wonka? No, not I said and Oh, I thought I'll, you said and in. I'll check out Dungeons. I was and like, Chinese. what are you talking about? No. no. <laughs> yeah, that's on uh Netflix now. So you can It came out? Yeah, it's Let's on Netflix. Go. I'm gonna, gonna watch, watch Dungeons it. and Dragons. Uh then I watched your other recommendation, Panic Room. Yeah. Uh it's just like a fine made for T V movie. It, w- it wasn't like a good movie. It was fun. You, you agree that Finch's direction's really good though, right? The way the camera moves. Yeah, it was it was interestingly done. It was just it, it felt like a made-for-TV movie. It is a very 2000s movie. Very 2000s But movie. I think for the budget that it had and... Yeah, it's a, I it's wish a it had a bigger watch. budget. It, it, it was it was fun. It was it was like a bad movie, but it wasn't it wasn't like a bad... I don't know how to say it, you know? It was and like Jer- a fine. Jared Leto was good in the movie. Jared Leto was surprisingly pretty good in that He's movie. He's pretty fun. Yes. So it's a, it's a fun... Like, y- if you watch it, you're like, cool. Like, yeah. It was an enjoy... Like, I don't remember much of that movie, to be honest. But it, I, I know the cast was great. You don't remember much of that movie? Only one thing happened in that movie. <laughs> they went into a panic room, and then they got out. <gasps> that's, literally, that's literally what happened in that movie. Are we uh, going to watch through Fincher's movies? Should we do that? Do I feel a like, Fincher off? I feel like The Killer is coming out soon. I feel like... Yeah, we'll do that for that. I'm we should, uh, Do you want to do Gone Girl next? I mean, I, I love Gone Girl, so... I haven't watched it yet, so... I thought you started it. I watched five minutes of it. You haven't gone back? I have it's not been a busy back. time for us. It, yeah. I, let's do that. Let's yes, go through everything. Uh, but yeah, Panic Room was fine. Uh, the two main actors were really, really good. Mm. On to Silence of the Lambs. Uh, oh, I okay. So I read your re- review of this. I'm very curious. I haven't watched this one either, so I, I can't. You've never seen Silence of the Lambs? No, I told you I have a lot of bad blind spots Dude, for classic what? films. Not a lot. Of, you have every bad blind spot. <laughs> so I'm very curious with your opinion on this movie. Um it's still like an all-time movie. Like I still give this after a rewatch. I still gave this five stars. It has the best third act of any movie I've ever seen. Still, like to date, there's um. I won't spoil it for you, but I actually surprisingly a, don't have any like spoilers from this movie. I've not heard anything about okay, this. Movie. I might not want to talk to you about this movie then, because it's a like it's a. My issue with this movie is it didn't age as well as I thought it would because every other movie after it is based around some sort of thing that happens in this movie. So everything sort of seems cheesy. Mm. But, like, it is the epitome of, like... It's the first the, one. The femme fatale, the final girl, the... the It started the whole serial killer thing, like, that became popular afterwards of it. Um, Anthony Hopkins is great in this movie. I just... In 2023, I don't think that performance gets an Oscar nomination. That's crazy. <laughs> and it's because when he did it, it was so different and like awesome and he's not even in the movie that long but like it would be really really cool in 1991 in 2023 i could watch that on netflix 
Wow. Gotta say. And Jodie Foster's just still the goat. Back-to-back Jodie Foster movies for me. All time. I mean, I watched when I watched Panic Room, I immediately was struck by how talented she was. And I don't think I've seen- This is your best movie, for I, sure. I don't think I've seen her in a lot. And that's also, she doesn't, she's not in a lot anymore. No. She's doing True Detective season four this year, which I want to catch up on True Detective just to watch that. That's interesting, though. You don't think Hopkins would be, like, he's arguably one of the most- Well, you have to watch it. Because it is like an incredible performance. It's just- Isn't it one of the most so like, many, iconic roles ever? Yes. But because of that, so many things are based off of it now that like it doesn't even really touch the surface of what we get from like incredible actors. Also, you say that she's like the final girl, but didn't they have Alien and Halloween before yeah, these? Yeah, this is the epitome of it. So this is like the peak of it. I'd say so. Like I, um, I would, I would, yeah, I would say so. Interesting. <laughs> Okay. Not that it is like a, the classic horror movie where people die and there's the last girl left. I just think like when it comes to like femme fatale, when it comes to horror movies or thriller movies like this, this is the the epitome of what all final girls beyond this are sort of based on or based around. Okay. Anyway, watch it. I still, it didn't age as well as I thought it would. I still gave it five stars. Um, but the final act of the movie is one of probably still the best I've ever seen. Cool. I'll be on my list to watch soon. I've had it every year on Halloween. That's actually like, nuts that you've never seen Silence of the Lambs. Yeah, I know. I like I said, I have it every year on my Halloween list, and then I like I always have like a list of like twenty movies that I want to watch during spooky season, and I just never get through them. I think I end up watching like four or five. I've been slowly doing the Evil Dead franchise for like five years now, and now there's two more movies for me to do, and I'm like, ugh, <laughs> it's just adding more lists for me to watch. This is why you wanted to do a draft of 2019. Because you've never seen any movies prior. Exactly. You're you're picking up. Oh, you just spoiled what we're doing on Friday, by the way. Oh, true. Huh. Hi. We're doing a draft of the 2019 films, arguably one of the best films in years ever. Well, I'm not going to get in an argument with you. This is the only movies you've ever seen. All right. <laughs> Anything else after Silence of the Lambs? Uh, that was it. I've been still watching Hotel Hell in the background. Some Below Deck. Caught up on the Below Decks. Some crazy stuff is happening this season. My gosh. Yeah. Are you sad that your reality podcast isn't letting you talk about it because you don't have it going? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Maybe one day I'll let you do a reality episode and I'll, I'll fill you in. I'll just sit here and listen. All right, let me know what you watched. I have not watched much this week, obviously, like we mentioned. Uh, I did start Only Murders in the Building, season three. No. I, I don't know. I don't know if I'm loving the direction that they're going. Okay, okay. The episode, first episode's good. Paul Rudd is just a, an absolute asshole, and Can I don't you say that. Yeah, in, okay. In the sh- in the show, obviously, as his character. No, I mean, I mean, on our pod. Oh yeah, are we allowed to? Yeah, play? that's, that's that, fine. That word's fine. What Come is on. fine? Can we say the B word? No. But if we're like complain, like someone's complaining about something, mm-hmm. can't like I, call I, I like think that's, someone. I think that's a B pushing word. it. I think ass hell damn are like all. <laughs> I just did them all in a row. You're welcome. I, those are fine. Those are like you hear them all the time, and even even clean podcasts, you, you hear those because they're not really swear words. So this is our dirtiest podcast. <sighs> Talk dirty to me, Michael Collins. Um, <laughs> all right, I'm gonna leave. <laughs> I don't know. It's it's weird. I don't know if it's just like the charm is r- running a little bit, or if I'm just not loving the the, the happenstance of them always finding murders 
around them, and I get that's part of the comedy of it. But it's like Prison Break, where they keep breaking out of prison. Yeah, and it's just they set up their characters to be in a specific spot for the next eight episodes, and I'm just kind of like, eh, I don't know. We'll see. Not enough Steve Martin in the first two episodes. Ooh. Um, Selena Gomez was okay. I think I'm starting to see why you said that you don't think she's great. My dad was mad that I said that. He sent me a message. I did or not, not mad. He was he was telling me. I didn't think she You're was. You're wrong. Selena Gomez is good. I don't think she was very good in these two episodes, but I don't know. I'm obviously going to stick with it. I just didn't laugh at any of the parts of the episode, which like there's normally a chuckle or two that I have in each episode. And it's not as laugh out loudy that show as I want no, it to but be, it, but it, I like it. It's smart and clever, and I just yeah. didn't really get that in the first two episodes. So obviously it's the first two. Like We'll stick with it as it goes on, but a little disappointed with it. Really? Yeah. My dad says, Selena Gomez can act. She brings the right amount of acting with two strong characters in Martin and Martin and Short, which is needed. She really brings out the loneliness, anxiety, and disconnect in her character. I think she's a serial killer. <laughs> Not Selena Gomez. <laughs> <laughs> I should reference that. Mabel in the show is a serial killer. I I would love if they made that a twist. I don't know if I can call that now, but she's she's kind of she's kind of crazy. Yeah. There's something that they do specifically in one of the episodes that I'm like I think she's I think she's kind of lost it a little bit. I, I think this podcast is making her go a little crazy. And her loneliness. So I don't know if if I'm like actually calling a plot point. I don't think I am. But she's kind of crazy. Yo, shoot your (laughs) shot. Say it. She's a serial killer. I wouldn't be shocked that if they made her some type of crazy killer. (laughs) Maybe I'm getting it wrong. There's just one thing in particular that I'm like, girl, you might need to go into a psych ward. (laughs) Okay. Okay. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see as the, the episodes or the seasons go on, but. I don't know how much longer the show has shelf life. I'm I I think yeah. it's I think it's running short. I think you could do it again with a different cast, but the same concept. That's tough though, because the three have very good chemistry with each other. It has to be perfect in catching the two and then the one, like the straight to the two crazies. The two have good chemistry together. Well, Martin Short and Steve Martin have been doing everything for years now. You know what they were on? Uh, Santa Claus 3. <laughs> this is Jack Frost. So, yeah, we'll see. Eh. And I finished Heartstoppers. I binged the rest of the second season. Same as the first season. Very good, very sweet. Sticks to the source material. Handles everything well. I love the characters. I love the cast. Great stuff. Heck, yeah. They go to Paris. There's a lot of cute Paris scenes in there. Make Paris look a lot better you know than it actually is. You know is. who's in Paris? Emily. There is a character that is very in her Emily in Paris <laughs> type phase. Let's go. Yeah, it's just it's a really sweet show. And Is y- it better than Emily in Paris? Yes. <laughs> really? Yeah, I'm not an Emily in Paris guy. Why? Eh. She's in Paris. She is in Paris, but I would rather watch my 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 gay boys in Paris. Can I say that? <laughs> I don't know what this podcast is right now. Uh, it's a very sweet show. Okay. And I, it, yeah, I just, I want more people to go watch it. I know it has a huge following. Like I want you to go watch it. I think you would really enjoy it. It's also a lot more emotional this season. And the last episode's really good. 
like very like chef's kiss worthy yeah i'm really excited to continue to watch it and see it grow as the show goes on and see the their relationships go it's a really sweet show heck yeah that's all i watched i dig it so i watched I dig this it. week i think that's a good spot to wrap it up who do you think oh wait no you gotta tell me what's gotta, coming I gotta, out i gotta tell you what's coming this week before we wrap it up uh let's go with tv first uh so since we last talked you know, I, I mentioned the Cookie Monster show that was coming out. Yeah. That you were really excited I was for. really stoked on Cookie, bro. Uh, Billions, season seven. That show is still somehow going on. Billions. I don't know how. The guy came back. <laughs> the main guy that, like, left came back. Uh, the, I don't remember his name, but the- Elon? Yeah, the ginger. He, he left for, like, two seasons, and now he's back. Okay. So, I don't know. That show was- I enjoyed the first season, and then I was like, "Oh boy!" There's People still- watch that. Yeah, it's like one of the most popular shows that Showtime has done. Same. So, I don't know. Solar Opposites season four has come today. Starts. Uh, Solar Opposites starts airing. Uh, it's the Justin Roiland and Dan Harmon show on Disney and Hulu, but they replaced Justin season Roiland four. Yeah, so they replaced Justin Roiland because of all the stuff that happened <laughs> and the way that they do it is that they have uh dan stevens who is british and not at all sounds like justin roiland they zap his throats and they get a voice changer so all of a sudden he just has a british accent it's actually really funny the way that they like introduce it and he sounds like the most nefarious like super villain and i love dan stevens so much all right that i'm actually into it i'm actually curious i'm i might start watching this show it's a cartoon yeah, of course. It's Justin Ro- Roiland. And- or animated, sorry. Yeah. Speaking <laughs> of which, Dan Harmon's show that we mentioned, uh, Strange Planets, I believe, did not get good reviews at all. Oh, no. Which is weird. But I saw the first three episodes came out on Apple. I mentioned it in the last episode. And it just didn't get great reviews. So, I don't know. Maybe I'll check it out and see. But that started today. Uh, going on for the rest of the week, Depp versus Heard. <laughs> On Wednesday. What? You wanted to watch the trial all over again in Netflix no, documentary form? Not, not at all. This feels, yeah, it feels really Just weird. two bad people. There's no reason for it. Like, don't don't watch it. There's no reason to support this at all. Uh, guys Grocery Games All-Star Invitational. Let's go! <laughs> Who doesn't love some Guy Fieri action? That starts on Wednesday as well if you're into that. And that's basically it for the week not too too much coming out for there and i believe movies as well is very similar wow what we have coming out on friday is blue beetle blue beetle the newest dc film 2 p.m blue beetle that is expected <laughs> to not do well at the box office so we'll see we'll Are see you if there's go a little bit it? of i think we you have to you gotta go give dc some money i think we have to go see it i think we gotta go and do a little pod on blue beetle it's time to beetle um and speaking of <laughs> will ferrell strays yeah the okay. r-rated does this movie interest you no not at all this looks like the worst movie ever i don't think it, yeah i don't there's know there's no I, I have literally no uh, no interest in seeing whatever that this is, is prime garbage 2000s a talking dog movie and it's not like it looks like oh talking dog movie but they did it clever it's just talking dog haha like we're naked say, all the time but yeah they say the f word every once in a while like i don't Whoa. i don't care for it and i'm like assuming the funny. reviews are going to be bad <laughs> will ferrell's in that 
Will Ferrell, Jamie Foxx. Is the main dog? I thought it was Kevin Hart or something. I, we just probably assume Kevin Hart is going to be the main because Kevin. This feels like a Kevin Hart movie, but no, it is. Uh, is it, he even in that movie? No, he's not. It's <laughs> it's Will Ferrell. Will Ferrell's the main dog. Yeah. Will Ferrell's like ninety years old. I know. And how's looks, he going to play a dog? I was going to say it looks like Will Ferrell's bad stretch of films continue, but he did he was in Barbie, so we can't say that. Even though he was the worst part of Barbie. Which apparently is a hot take. I've seen people online saying that he's like a yeah, great Yeah, I kind of Barbie. thought about it after. He does fit the perfect mold for what that character is supposed to be. I just don't think we like Will Ferrell. No, I love Will Ferrell. I Honestly, I really, I'm a big fan of Will Ferrell's old stuff. What? I love Step Brothers. I don't care. I love Anchorman. I, yes, I like, those I will, are good movies. I love the a Lego movie. Yes. He's, well, he's but every gr- movie, he's just old guy playing dumb guy. That doesn't change. He's just a a big person, but he plays like he doesn't big person. I will love him <laughs> for those two movies regardless. Yeah, those are good. Talladega Nights. Talladega Nights, yeah, that's another one. I wasn't another. as big on Blades of Glory as a lot of other people are. Yeah, I wasn't either. But Will Ferrell will always have my heart. Uh, SNL. Martin Short, SNL. Steve Martin, SNL. Randall Park is also in this movie. Randall Park deserves better. Does he? Yeah. Fresh off the boat. He's in WandaVision. Okay. (laughs) I don't care if he's in WandaVision. Isla Fisher is also in this. She has not done anything, really. She did that Keeping Up with the Joneses, and then that kind of killed everything that she was. This movie's going to bomb, bro. (laughs) Yeah, I think so. I don't. It's R rated, too. And. That Yuck. Y- you had your your R rated this year, Hollywood. You're you're not gonna get much more money <laughs> out of that. Yeah, that is everything that's coming out this theater, and I think that's a good spot to wrap up the pod. Let's do it. Cool. That was a uh, we're about like an hour ten, and then uh, we're gonna have a big episode on Friday. So yes, be we will be uh, doing a 2019 draft. The only movies I know. Woo. The only movies Jake has ever seen until he sees Stray, starring Will Ferrell. Anyway, that's a wrap. <laughs> Uh, on another exciting episode of Cinemates. So we hope you enjoyed your dive into the box office with us. A little exploration around the box office as we do every Monday. If you guys do not like reviews and such, um, and this is not the podcast, <laughs> no, <I'm kidding. laughs> uh, then check out our Monday episodes where Jake breaks down everything that's going on in the box office as we did today. Uh, big thank you to the listeners, especially Tony today. Thanks for dropping that insight into us. If Thanks, you guys Tony. want to message us, we're always happy to read out those opinions and those takes. Especially Gives on our TikTok. Our spins on them. Yes, we're back with the camera, so we'll be posting more clips. Anyways, remember to subscribe, rate, and share this podcast with your fellow movie lovers and your friends. Um, at the Cinemates Pod, also on X. Michael Zay Collins on X. Jake underscore Schultz 6 on Twitter. X. <laughs> Uh, and the Cinemates Pod on Twitter yes. as well. And Cinemates Pod on TikTok. On TikTok and YouTube. Um, Piccolo on Letterboxd. <laughs> um, Gax Reviews Letterboxd. Yes, we're trying to get the YouTubes up. It's, it's hard, man. I just Our computers do not process no, the uh, two-hour or hour-and-a-half-long videos. Anyway, be happy with the clips, all right? If you uh, have thoughts, again, message us anyway. Thanks for tuning in to Cinemates, uh, your passport to the world of cinema. Stay tuned for more thrilling episodes, thought-provoking discussions, and cinematic adventures. We'll see you on Friday for 2019. It's Blue Beetle time. <laughs>